Hello everyone and welcome. This is the WTS podcast. We are on a mission to amplify brilliant women's voices. I am Isaline Mühlhauser and I am your host today and we welcome Veruska Anconitano. Welcome Veruska. Hello, hello Isaline, hello everyone. Uh, nice to be here and thanks for having me. Thank you for making the time for to join me for this podcast. We have an important topic today. We are discussing aging in the workplace and we wonder, is it an opportunity or challenge? You are a multilingual SEO and localization consultant with over 20 years of experience with brands wanting to enter non-English speaking markets. And you have a background in sociology and sociolinguistics. So I think we could not have had better guests uh, with such a background in sociology to uh, discuss this topic. You mentioned when we prepared this interview that talking with other um, individuals, other SEO, also, I mean, within and outside the community, you have observed a flagrant, like a lack of age diversity and particularly among women. Yes. It's something that I've been uh, observing and studying for quite a while. Uh, and I had this feeling and then uh, I was approached because I, I, I do a lot of work in the gender studies and sociology, social linguistics. So it, it came up to me so many times, so many people reported this lack of diversity, especially for women. And when I say lack of diversity, I mean aging diversity in conferences, events, Uh, driving opportunities, job opportunities, which is the biggest one. So the moment uh, you are 40 years old, it's kind of like uh, a lot of doors close to you. So if you are a consultant like me, you have your own path. You have your own clients, you have your word of mouth uh, guiding you, you have your experience on the ground. Uh, but for people who work in house and uh, very often, especially these days, lose their job because of redundancy, because of whatever happens, it is extremely, extremely, extremely hard to go back to where they were. If they are women over 40 and over 40, I don't know. I don't even want to discuss over 50 because it's a, an even bigger problem. I think we are really, 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 really behind many other industries as SEOs and uh, in tech. And I think it's a big, big, big issue because, you know, there are young people, but there are also wise people like me. What are the benefits? Like, what, what do you see someone over 40 can, or also older? Because I have been discussing this topic also with the older professionals. What are the, for you, in your eyes, the benefits that you can bring in a company or to a client? I think there are two types of benefits. The first one is mental and well-being, mental well-being. When you are at a certain age, you have seen a lot of things, professionally and personally. So you have this background of experience that guides you in choosing wisely and Choosing with uh, insightfully. It's the same when we, when we are in college or in high school and we have an exam and we have this fear that everything 
is going to fall down if we fail the exam. Then after high school, after college, you say, okay, it was just an exam. It didn't change my life. My life is going the way it should go and the way I want it to go. It's exactly the same thing when you have such, when you have collected such a big experience, regardless of what you have done in your life. You know how to understand priorities, unnecessary things, unnecessary dramas, which is a huge thing. Uh, and also how to approach people, call colleagues, professionals, stakeholders in a different way. You develop soft skills that are really, really, really beneficial. Career wise, from more professionally wise, you have equipped yourself with the knowledge you have failed. Especially if you, for example, in SEO, if you have started very early, you were one of the few, the very first people doing this and not knowing that you were doing this. So you have made mistakes. You have um, corrected mistakes made by others by making other mistakes. So it's just, uh, and you've built habits and you've built skills on top of uh, these mistakes that helps evolve, helps develop skills that people just starting don't have because they cannot have. So there are the benefits of having a career, having being more over 40 is that you make mistakes, corrective mistakes, and also learn on your over over the years, what works for you, what works for your client, uh, how things work in SEO, for example, how things uh, work, technical SEO works, uh, how this works, uh, how this team works, uh, and so on and so forth. Is it on us to remind our client or, I don't know, make part of our personal branding on LinkedIn writing posts to, to remind people, oh yeah, Today, I approach my professional life with calmness because I have seen other things. So I'm able, you know, you said like no drama person. And that sounds very true to me when at the beginning, everything seems so important. Oh, my God. And today it's like, yeah, I know I can tackle this. So is it on us to, you know, make this a, a part of our branding or remind people? I strongly believe it is. It is, especially in an industry where everything is so rushed and everyone is so looking forward visibility and jump on the first thing that happens to create drama over drama. It really is up to us to say things can be managed because we are equipped and I have the experience to manage this failure, this issue, this update, this whatever happens. So I definitely think that I don't feel that it's part of our branding, but it should be part of our proposition. It's part of our USB, you know, selling mm -hmm. position, having the wisdom of saying, I know I'm going to do it. And it doesn't have to be so dramatic. You, you don't have to spend time worrying for something that it can be fixed. And if it cannot be fixed, it's, it's not the end of the world. We will find another way to get to the point where we want to go. So yes, it's up to us. Consciousness, it's 
part of our unique selling proposition, definitely. So talking with, a, let's imagine I'm a client, you would uh, intentionally say something like, how, how would you phrase that in good words, <laughs> may I say? Like, yeah, pretend I'm the client, tell me, like, tell me how you would say it. I, I'm, I'm a very direct, direct person, you know, so I would never phrase uh, in a way that please them. I will just show examples. So if there's an issue with a page or something or is is even something is not ranking, I can show examples of things done in the past for them or for someone else. Let's show. Because at the end of the day, that's the, the beauty of being old or being having experience is that you have collected so many examples that it's easier to show proof of what you've done and what you can do rather than just say, oh, don't worry, we will follow best practice. No worry, I practice then, I'm a yoga person, uh, you are in safe hands. It's just like, that's happened to me already and that's how I fix it. And I think I can fix this for you as well. Or simply say, it happened to me, I fixed it, I tried to fix it, may not work, but let's try. So showing Results proof uh, is is the best way to prove your experience, uh, to challenge your client, to challenge also your colleague if you work enough. I have someone once told me that clients would often work with someone consultant they own age. So <laughs> someone told me that as you grow older, you you might have like still clients because you, you are going to find new pairs. Do, do, would you agree with this idea? Up to a certain degree, I agree. Uh, I, I was part of, uh, I, I was consulting for a big brand uh, uh, one year, a couple of years ago. And I was one of the oldest. And it felt super weird because there was no, like, you know, like, it's exactly like you go with, with friends. I like to do this analogy. It's like you go with friends uh, more or less your age or a bit older. It's very rare that someone chooses to go with people that are younger, a lot younger than us. Because there's very little in common. And in the professional uh, world is the same. I found myself having to explain things that I shouldn't explain. Having to explain, uh, it was, I remember vividly this day when I had to explain uh, what uh, was released by Google, an algorithm released by Google six, seven years ago. And people were like, oh, wasn't this already there? Isn't, isn't this something that it's a given now? Like, no, it's not. You have a different background. Uh, you cannot pretend that you cannot these youngest people to speed up things because they they will reach a point where they are where you are now. But at the same time, you cannot slow yourself down. So it's not a block collaborating uh, with people that are younger than you. But it's kind of natural that you attract people your age. You attract companies that are aligned with the value. And it's the same thing, value equal age as well. I, 
I sometimes feel very, you know, un- uncomfortable when someone approached me and they are very young and they just started and it's like, I'll go and manage this relationship. It, it doesn't happen often now because, again, I'm at a point where my clients are almost all my age or older. But when it happens, it's strange. It's very strange because we are at two different levels. So what I think that it should be done in a certain way, they feel that they have something on the web and they rush and want to do this thing and you have to waste time spending time telling them, no, 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 stop. Do you think that niching down your service or you or the industry you work for is a good opportunity to sort of leverage your experience versus having a broader service or so how do you leverage your experience is niching down the secret of it it's a part of the secret I am a big, big believer of niching down. I'm super niche, super, super niche. Um, I'm not even considering myself a, a full SEO person because I'm not in reality. And niching down is something that you can start uh, immediately when you start in SEO, but it's something that usually comes up after a while when you start to understand, uh, I like this, I don't like this. But also, most important, importantly, is I know this because I have a background and I can manage this. I feel that niching down is the secret to many, many, many things from uh, being unique to being earned when uh, you have, you know, when you have to prove your value and clients, which is for consultants is the most important thing, but it's also one of the biggest things for people in house. Very, a lot of companies are looking more and more for specialized people rather than generalist people. So it is a secret. Uh, of course, uh, it's challenging because, you know, you, you think, I like this, I know how to do this, it's easy, it's never easy. And I think that being uh, having experience uh, helps also in managing this, managing your expectation, uh, managing what you can offer and how you can offer managing your your availability in doing something and not doing something else and also experience plus niching down allows you to say strong no that at the beginning of your career you will never say you will never say no 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 i don't do this you will do everything the more you age professionally the more you start saying no i don't do this thing no i don't do the thing for ethical reasons, for professionalism, for whatever you, you want. Is there a, a typology of clients, projects, or company challenges that are better covered with someone with a lot of experience? Like, can we, you know, what is the good match Because we always thinking clients fit is my skills a good fit for the client's needs. So can you tell me a little bit more? Like, is there a type of client's needs that we get better at that our USP are better, you know, um, match? 
I think I think there is no secret formula or not even a formula. Mm. For me, for example, speaking of my experience, all starts with aligning my interest with what they do, and also even having a proper understanding of what they want to do. It's not really. Well, in my specific case, sometimes it's also the industry because I don't work with certain industry, but it's mostly understanding what they want. So I don't think there is, there is really a specific formula to identify the perfect client. The formula is understanding what they want and being so honest with you personally. To try to understand if you can really deliver what they want, if you are the right person or if you are not. For me, it never starts from, uh, well, this company could be or this niche could be my fate. It's mostly like anyone can be, aside from certain industries, but it depends what's their goal, what's their value, what's, what I can offer, if I can offer something. I've heard sometimes people say that as you have more experience, you get better at strategizing and and so you tend to shift from delivery to strategies and analysis and to tackling maybe bigger companies with more complex internal pro issues or these type of things. Would you agree with that? In my experience, 100% yes. But I know a lot of peers, colleagues that, that have decided not to go big. So they have decided that I want to be the best person for small businesses in this specific area, in this specific niche. I want to be, I have the experience to bring this small business from zero to zero. And that's okay. Again, experience brought me to a place where now I'm not the person who does things, but the person who strategizes, the, the person who guides things, the person who decides on the things to do. For companies that are much more structured, even because I and thousands of people like me have the uh, soft skill and also the credibility behind me so that I don't have to sell myself and just say I can do it. I know I can do and that's the proof. And I think that's super, super important. Uh, that's big, big in one person, woman, man career. So when you actually are seen as credible because you have references, because you have proof of what you've done. I think we have to move away from thinking that if you are successful online, then you are successful and then you're good. It's not the equation doesn't work and you understand this when the more you grow, the more you understand that it's two different things. But I definitely think that there's a lot of opportunities for um, wise people, that's how I call myself, a wise person, uh, to step into big projects, big clients, big even big companies uh, without disregarding people who chose to go the opposite way because, again, the more experience you have, the, the more suitable you are for certain projects and the more 
and the better you, you can perform. Do you see other opportunities that come with, with experience? I think one of the things that people don't really, really, really appreciate much is shifting career. You know, and it's something that I think it deserves uh, its own chapter because you start in a certain way and then life can bring you to other direction. When you are young, uh, you are supposed to think, okay, I'm young, I can shift anytime. But the reality is that when you have experience, uh, you have experience in multiple fields, in multiple things. That's when you can really shift career, move from not just being uh, an SEO executive to becoming an SEO uh, director. But just like moving, for example, from SEO to CRO, moving from SEO to something else, moving from paid to SEO. It's just like allowing yourself to be more flexible because your mindset knows how to adapt and knows that how to approach things. And of course, it doesn't always work because if it was so something so sure, everybody was doing it. But I think that's, that's one of the things that we should put our effort on, not just to be confined to something just because we are at, a, at an age where our career is defined. Nothing is defined until we die. So we can shift and move and just be adaptable and bring our expertise to something else, to someone else. I know people who completely decided to move from content to something else. So I know a girl who decided to become a program programmer. So she moved from content and started to, to do programming, went to a company for kind of an internship, paid internship, and now she's actually, she's shifting. She's shifting and she's 46, 47 years old. So it's something that, I think it's something that should be more and more much more appreciated and much more, you know, give much more thought on this. You mean that our experience builds cognitive structures and knowledge about the working environments that we can actually apply to another working environment doing other tasks, but we need to trust ourselves that we can, that this is transferables, like... You know, when you know how to deliver to satisfaction, it doesn't really matter what you deliver. It's just that you understand clients' needs and how to do the thing, right? Yeah, correct. One of the things that I very often think is that you go online and you search for all these successful people that at 40 years old, they started their own company and then they do this and then they do that. And they instill you this idea that uh, after 35, it's time to put everything in what you believe in. It's not like this. You have to believe in yourself, but you also need to understand if it's sustainable on a long term. Because passion doesn't mean it doesn't always lead to something. So there's an analysis to do. So I believe that our experience uh, shape our cognitive function, but at the same time, we need to be 
really analytics in choosing if we want to shift, how we want to shift. Is it sustainable? Is it something that we are going to regret? One of the biggest shifts is moving from SEO to SEO project manager, SEO product manager. It seems something very small, but it's a change. And it's something that is sustainable. Then there are people that completely shift um, from SEO or any other field to something else just to realize, yeah, it was just something that I, I thought it was good, but it's not. So it's really, really requires uh, an analysis of even the market, even what you can bring. So <clears throat> cognitive adaptation helps, but analysis helps as well. What advice would you give a woman around 40 who is slightly bit worried about career longevity and who doesn't want to, you know, like you don't, you want to be seen as having the current knowledge and not being outdated. So what would you advise would you give to this person? I think that the, the very first thing is to mostly define uh, who you are. So we are coming back to the niche thing. Define what you want to be. For whom you want to be that professional and why. Uh, and also avoid, that's something that applies to young, uh, but also most of, most of all to us uh, over 40, I think, stop, uh, comparing with others and stop following massively everything that happens around you professionally. So developing your own voice, that's the time to do it because you have the experience, you have the knowledge, you have the, uh, the proof, you have previous clients, you have everything with you. You don't have to listen to this and that and then decide, oh, I'm going to worry about this. Oh, probably maybe if I do this, it's better. So crafting your voice, That doesn't mean being visible, being always present online at all. It's just like being in the right place at the right moment with your take on things. I think it's the best thing to do. And the other thing that I would highly, highly recommend, whether it's consultancies or in-house agencies, companies, whatever, it's become advocate for yourself and for women of your age, become a mentor in your company, um, stress out uh, for inclusivity programs, uh, for leadership training programs, for everything that can put wise people in front of younger people and help them whatever they can. So, for example, putting in place a mentorship program where you become a mentor to younger people but do not discard also becoming a mentee because we can learn a lot from people who are consuming, for example, I myself, I don't consume social media as much because I, mean, I, got, I get bored and not, it's just who I am. So having someone explaining me how things, how younger generation search on social could be very beneficial. So it's a mutual, 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 mutual exchange of things. So find your niche, find your unique voice, uh, but also become, become 
a leader, become someone that advocates for inclusivity, gender inclusivity. Thank you, Varuska. I love that. I and it also echoes another guest who spoke a lot about in, being intentional. So it really reminds me of of that past conversation. And I feel like okay, yeah, it's time to <laughs> to know, you know, to take a little bit of time. And it's soon the end of the year, so maybe we might have a little bit more time to slow down a little bit and uh, think about what it is we want for the next step. And well, thank you very much for being a guest on that podcast. Looking forward to the following conversation we're going to have while with you and with other, like the you listeners who are going to uh, answer and follow up on, on what we've said today. Yes, uh, do check up WTS website if you've been listening to us. Do check, Veruska, remind me, you have a, I'm sure you have a website and you're easily findable. Yeah. I'm going to add that in the description. So do get in touch. We are happy to follow up and to support you if you listen to us today in any way we can. We have lots of ideas. <laughs> If you are not yet a member of the community, do join us over 7,000 <laughs> women over the world. And you don't have to be a tech SEO to join. You don't have to be widely experienced to join. What you need is have an interest in SEO and wanting to ask questions and share what you know. So you are welcome. Thank you so much, Feruska, for being with me today. Thank you so much, Indalyn, for having me. I hope it was it was wonderful to have you and see you soon everyone bye